When you meet the one, you feel like your world is complete. But sometimes, that can be a little more one-sided than one wants to realize. Wendy had felt like she had met her one, then divorced him after having two kids together. Vowing to never marry again, she thought she made that clear to everyone that she dated. But Jason Eaton felt like he could be the one to change her mind. With a relationship of two years on the line, he pulled out a ring one day, and her answer was no. Make sure you check your shopping list twice, because we are now talking about the fifth case of Christmas and Crime. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and today's episode is about Wendy Sabatini. Um, I just want to say welcome back, guys. Day number five. It has been so nice to hang out with you guys all week and get my Christmas stuff done. So I just wanted to say that I'm so excited to have you guys back. I missed you. I know I say that in every episode, but yeah, I just, I missed you guys, and let's talk about some crime and maybe get some of our holiday stress away if that makes sense we're just gonna replace that with you know paranoia because that's what we do here i mean we talk about crime and we'll just be paranoid together right it's great anyways like i said welcome back i'm super excited um you guys we're finishing this year off strong and I really cannot wait. I really hope that you like the seven days of Christmas and crime. I do think I'm going to do this every year. So next year, same time, I'm going to expect the same time. We're going to sit around, wrap some presents, and just hang out for a week because this has been so nice. Let's go ahead and get into Wendy Sabatini's case. Wendy grew up a very bubbly girl. She was full of life and joy when she grew up. She loved a good laugh and was, in general, a very happy and good person. Wendy would gladly help anybody out that needed help. And she just, I mean, she was just a pure soul. And unfortunately, as we probably all know, Because if you listen to enough true crime like I do, those pure souls are unfortunately the first ones to leave early. Wendy was surrounded by friends and family, and so many people knew Wendy. Even with this, she still decided she was going to take a huge leap in her life. She drove to Greensburg to get a fresh start one day. She left a ton of people behind. She left, I mean, she left everything, you guys. She left her full life of joy and happiness behind to try to start new. Even with this ginormous step that Wendy took, though, everybody that loved her still continued to contact her and to stay in contact with her, which is amazing. I love when that happens. When somebody moves, a lot of the times... They have to face the reality that they're probably going to lose people, if not everybody. And I know how hard it is to keep in contact with a friend once they moved. You guys, I had a really amazing friend in junior high school. And I mean, she was my best friend. And she moved with her family. Um, 
and I really tried to keep contact with her and it just was one of those things that both of us got busy and we just stopped talking. Um, but I guarantee you that if she ever moved back or ever went to visit her, we could pick up like no time had passed. I mean, she was my best friend and I miss her and I have, we both have reached out a couple times, but we just have never been able to keep contact because it's just very hard when somebody moves out of state to keep that contact but Wendy had no problem doing it she had no problem keeping that contact with her friends and her family and that probably made moving to Greensburg a lot easier for Wendy now when Wendy moved to Greensburg she quickly got employed at Valino Engine Cooling this is a company that manufactures automotive components and systems Oftentimes, this company will offer the heavy truck-powered train heatings, the cooling systems, things like that. So she worked there. Now, Wendy was a quality control technician there, and she made not bad money working there. I'm unsure if Wendy had met and or had her children when she was living elsewhere or if she had met him in Greensburg. Either way, while she was in Greensburg, she did have those two children and she decided one day that it was time to divorce her first husband or her first love, the one that she thought was the one. She informed her children of this fact and they started to go through with this paperwork and Wendy did end up divorcing her first husband. Um, she had told her children after this divorce, though, that she didn't ever want to marry again. She, ne I mean, she would date, but she never wanted to marry somebody ever again. She made that so clear to her children. And you guys, Wendy didn't have it bad in Greensburg. I mean, that bubbly, happy, helping personality, it followed her. She didn't leave that behind. It followed her and she made friends and people just instantly fell in love with Wendy and they just loved her. And this is the reason that she ended up meeting Jason Eaton. Now, Jason, just like everybody else, instantly fell in love with Wendy. And Wendy didn't think he was that bad looking. So when he started expressing interest in Wendy, she decided that she was going to start dating him. Now, remember, she told her children she was willing to date again, just not marry and I can respect that 100%. Like, honestly, I think if something were to happen with me and my husband, I don't think I would ever marry again. I think I would just date. I, I, can, I can get with Wendy on that. I can see where she would come from with that. So she started dating Jason. And during this dating, she learned about Jason's past. Now, Jason had a very rough past. Jason grew up in a very rough household. Even with this knowledge of some of these things that were coming up, the family still decided to live with Jason and treat him pretty much like a father figure. This family fell in love with Jason just like Wendy was because Wendy loved him. Jason always seemed like he would treat them well and that he just cared about them so, so much. This rough past that he came from did not mean anything to the family or Wendy because of how much love he treated this family with, you guys. Jason seemed like such a good guy, such a great guy, and Wendy was so excited that she had found somebody else that she just was head over heels for and loved, but she still did not want to marry and made it very clear to all of her children. 
Regardless of this fact, though, Jason began to make plans to adopt one of her sons, Lake. He decided that he wanted to be Lake's official father or stepfather because, you know, Lake's other father was still very much alive. They were just divorced. This was something that Lake and Jason agreed on because Jason, like I said, he he seemed like a great guy. He brought it up to Lake. It wasn't a situation where he was like, no, I'm going to adopt you and you're just going to go ahead and deal with it. No, he talked to Lake about it and Lake felt like he was another one of his fathers and that he wanted Jason to adopt him. He wanted Jason to be his father. This really goes to show you how good Jason was to this family and how much this family loved him. I mean, hell, he wasn't even married to Wendy and he was still planning on adopting her children. I really wanted to talk about his past, but I can't find it. I can't find anything about what had happened or what he was involved in. Other than that, it was really, really not good at all. During my search to try to find something, I did find some online records that showed that he did cash fake checks, but that was about it. I didn't see any violence charges or anything like that in his past. Cashing fake checks is not, it's not a good thing, but I don't think that that's like rough past type of things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that would be what they were talking about when they talked about rough past. Um, But I do see and can see how that would be a red flag. Um, I also don't believe you should 100% ignore people's bad pasts. Um, I do feel like that's something that you should be very careful of as well. But if you think about it, it sounds like Jason really made Wendy and her family feel like this rough past meant nothing and that it was something that he had just gotten past and he was okay now so i really do not blame wendy or her family for falling in love with jason and for accepting him into their home because he sounded like a great guy jason had even vowed to keep that family safe he told wendy that he would protect their children at all cost jason had felt like he found the one He had found the one he was in love with and his forever family. And he felt like after two years of dating that it was time to ask the 44-year-old Wendy to marry him. This would be a fatal decision and none of it Wendy could have prevented. On October 25th, of 2016, Jason and Wendy were hanging out at home one night when Jason decided it was time to get down on one knee. Before Wendy could stop him, he pulled a ring out. After he had asked Wendy to marry him, she kindly declined him and gently tried to remind him that she never wanted to get married again. Jason stood up and dropped the ring on the ground. He turned around and began walking to one of their tables. Wendy thought that they could just move past this and continue their relationship the way it was before. Because she wasn't breaking up with him, she was just declining his marriage proposal. She didn't want to marry him. But Jason didn't feel like this was possible. 
Once he arrived at that table, he grabbed his nearby handgun that was already loaded and ready. He turned around and pointed it at Wendy, making the decision that would forever change both of their lives. If he could not have Wendy as his wife, then nobody could have Wendy at all. And while her back was turned to him, he shot her in the back of the head. Wendy hit the ground, dead. And all Jason did was go downstairs and hang out in his house the rest of the day while she laid up there. After a while, because Jason was now alone, I mean, Wendy was no longer there, he got bored and decided he was going to visit one of his friends. So he left the house. He arrived at his friend's house and they began hanging out and just having normal conversation. Jason had brought up how he had proposed to Wendy. She turned him down and he had shot and killed her. His friend, obviously, convinced Jason that the best thing to do was to call the police and to come clean. After they talked a little longer, Jason finally agreed that his friend was right. And the friend told him that he would go with him and they arrived together at the Greensburg Police Department where Jason informed the authorities that he had shot and killed his girlfriend and that she was in the home still. I can only imagine the panic that his friend felt when he heard this. Nobody wants to expect their friend to come up to them and tell them that they shot their significant other. And I applaud that friend for convincing him to go and turn himself in because that was the right thing to do. Now, her son Lake had arrived home from school that day and began to make dinner in that house. They all lived together. He thought his mother was still out at work and he hadn't done much walking around the house yet. After he started dinner, he just laid on the couch to relax for a little bit, blissfully unaware that his mother was dead in the upstairs bedroom until the police arrived. They knocked on the door, and when he opened them, they informed him that they needed to have a look around. He let them inside, and that is where they told him what was going on, and what Jason had told them about, and what they suspected happened. They went upstairs, and they confirmed the story, that it was true, Jason Eaton had shot Wendy Sabatini in the back of the head. And they closed the home off. They put Jason in jail and held them without bond while they investigated. During this investigation and questioning, though, Jason tried to claim that the handgun just went off. He tried to take the blame off of himself for shooting her and claiming that it was just the gun. Now, you guys, guns do not kill people the people wielding the guns do. A gun is not just going to sit on your bedside table and randomly shoot off and kill somebody. So clearly, right off the bat, the police did not believe him. It took them, though, almost 17 more months of investigations and hearings to finally give the family a chance to address him in his final court appearance. 
before he was sentenced. The family stood up one by one and spoke some heart-shattering words to him. Wendy's mother told him that the murder was a selfish act. She informed him that he did not only take her daughter's life, but that he also left her family to be forced to go on without her. The family felt like he showed no apologies to them, no remorse, and gave nobody any sympathy. He had killed her because she didn't want to marry him, and that was all that he cared about. It was the ultimate act of if I cannot have you, then nobody can. Regardless, though, of how the family felt, he did cry when the family did address him. And he told them that he hoped God would heal their souls and take the pain away from Wendy's family. Then, while he was addressing the family again, he informed them that he still loved them so much. He still loved Wendy so much and missed her every single day. He then turned towards the courts and told them that he could not remember anything that had happened that day, and that he hoped one day that it would come back to him and he would be able to recall what actually happened and share the real story with the family. Because remember, according to Jason, that gun just went off and he didn't shoot Wendy. It was an accident. While they wrapped up this last hearing, the family told them that they don't think that they will ever be able to forgive him. They had put so much trust into him just for him to take their mother, daughter, and friend from this world. Jason is now forcing those children that he told them he would die to protect and adopt them and all these things to grow up without a mother. Jason ended up pleading guilty in January for murdering his girlfriend after she denied his marriage proposal. And Jason Eaton was sentenced to 45 years in prison with a possibility of parole for the murder of his girlfriend. I don't understand why they would give him the possibility of parole. It is such a cut and dry case. It was obvious what Jason had done. He was mad that she wouldn't marry him and he shot her in the head. And they're still going to give him the chance to get out. I hate when this kind of thing happens. You guys, he took Wendy from this world because he was being selfish. He didn't want to risk Wendy ever leaving him and dating somebody else. And the sad thing is, is Wendy never gave him a reason to think that. She was honest and straightforward and told him that she never wanted to marry again. And he decided that he was going to be the one that changed that. He was going to be the one that forced Wendy into another marriage. And uh, some people I get already have guns loaded around their house and ready. But the fact that that gun was on that table and loaded and ready says to me that he had already planned both scenarios. He had planned a happy scenario where Wendy said yes. He had hoped that's what was going to go on. But he had that gun loaded and ready. Yeah, okay, maybe he is just an avid gun owner and just loaded those guns all the time just in case somebody broke in. 
but he didn't hesitate. He literally heard the no, dropped the ring, and grabbed the gun, which says to me he planned it. He planned to take Wendy from this world if she told him no. Jason couldn't even change Wendy's mind, and I think that that made him feel so small and so much like Wendy could leave at any moment. And honestly, that's probably why Wendy didn't want to marry again. She didn't want to go through the process of a marriage. She didn't want to go through a process of another divorce if it ended badly. And she would have much rather just dated and been happy instead of risking another marriage. This case makes me so mad. It makes me so mad that Wendy got killed and she couldn't have done anything to stop it. Yeah, she could have said yes, but then Wendy would have not even been happy. God, she was backed into a corner and then they're going to let him get out? A possibility of getting out? No. He should have been sentenced to life in prison with no parole for shooting Wendy in the head point blank just because she didn't want to marry him. Like, it just makes me... It makes me so mad. <laughs> it's heartbreaking to know that sometimes you meet the one, the one and only. Sometimes you marry that one and only and you have that fairy tale life. But sometimes that one and only you meet isn't interested in being tied down. Sometimes one and only is the one and only who will end up ending your life all because you said no. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.